Hey guys, welcome back to the North Bros Outdoors podcast. This is going to be episode 26. I'm going to be your host on this one, Nick Beto, and I am joined in the studio with reoccurring guests. This is like, what, your third time in the last four episodes? It is. This is uh, Jacob. Hello, you beautiful people. Yeah, this is my uh, third time uh, with you guys. So, And we have a new guest that has never done a podcast before. I have not. Lindsay, Jake's wife. Hello. So you can tell the people what you want them to know about you. And then we'll kind of, a couple episodes ago, we Jake and I talked and we explained our, um, like how long we've been into hunting, how we got into hunting, uh, what kind of hunting we do. And I think Lindsay's kind of like me where you haven't been hunting that long. I have not, no. So hers should be, should be pretty, pretty short and sweet, just like mine. So we'll start off with that. So, Lindsay, why don't you, like, how'd you get into hunting? How long have you been hunting? What kind of hunting do you do? So, I got into hunting from my husband, Jake. Um, I always thought it was silly that he went, and one year I just said, yes, just put my name in for a tag, and uh, that was about three years ago, and I happened to get a doe tag. Um, It took me a couple weekends to get her, but I eventually got her. Um, and then the second year I was able to pull a buck tag and was able to get him, uh, the first weekend. And this year I had another doe tag and I was able to get her on the first weekend. So you're just doing rifle hunting? Rifle hunting. Yes. So if you just applied for a tag, you must've had your hunter safety already? Correct. Why did you have your hunter safety already if you never or didn't hunt before? Uh, so growing up, my dad was into hunting, um, pheasant hunting and deer hunting. Um, he wanted it to kind of be a bond for us. And uh, with his job, it was always difficult to know when he was going to be in town. Um, and he wanted me to have it um, for instances like this. Just in case. For a just in case, yeah. I think I took my hunter safety in 2014. What and I was I was I was in high school. I was I think I was a freshman or a sophomore in high school, so I would have been sixteen, seventeen. How old were you, Jake, when you did your hunter safety? Roughly about the same age. Uh, I started hunting in two thousand and one, two thousand two, somewhere in there in high school, and I graduated in oh four. So and then roughly that same age, fifteen, sixteen. Well, that's kind of the the catch up on Lindsay first timer over there. Um, I, w- I would like to add in there for Lindsay though that uh, her uh, she shoots at two forty three uh, the Man Liquor Rugers the M seventy sevens and uh, she is a one shot wonder she has now shot three deer with one shell each year on top of that she doesn't go to the range with me so I usually get her gun ready to rock and roll for her and she goes off of my sights off of how it sits on my shoulder um, the scope and everything and she ends up shooting a deer the last three years uh so that that was pretty good for her for not uh shooting a lot it's because i'm just that good that's pretty impressive that she's shot three deer with three bullets that's like a papa josh move right there he when he went quite a few years how long ago did he go that would have been in 2018 so when he went he had a whole box of ammunition and when he went to the blind he brought one and we've talked about this before but it was was pretty funny that he only brought one and we kept telling him you need to bring more shells in case you miss and he kept telling i only need one yeah that 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 guy i don't know papa josh gotta love him so with that um it is currently november 12th so we're we're at the halfway point of rifle season right now we've had we started last friday or two fridays ago and now it's the following Saturday, so now we have tomorrow, all this week, and next weekend. And it'll end next Sunday night uh, at sunset. Minnesota ends tomorrow, correct? Correct. Yes, sir. Yep. So, Jake or Lindsay, which one of you guys wants to go first and just tell the... Jake, Jake you're up. She, she set you up. So, why don't you just give us a, a rundown of how your season's going so far, what tags you have filled and what your plans are going forward. Well, it may end up sounding like I had a rough season, but I uh, have only filled one tag. 
Um, one of my one of my Minnesota tags. I do have three. I we talked about before, and uh, I shot my uh, my deer on Tuesday night. It was a probably one of my one of my larger bucks, um, but he uh, he came out uh, like he normally would, uh, same spots that they always do. Got him down, um, and the night before that, my daughter she shot her very first one. Um, she's eleven, and we'll talk about that. I'm assuming some other time on a different uh, cast with her, hopefully. So by my season, I've now been out. 18 to 20 times somewhere in there and i've had seen quite a few deer but nothing that uh, i wanted to shoot and finally the one my target buck in minnesota came out and got him down and so i was pretty happy for that one so that was with a uh, 12 gauge slug right it was yeah normally i use a muzzle loader but since i took uh, my daughter out for the first time she needed a gun so i borrowed one from a friend and that's what she used was a 12 gauge slug and I figured, well, you know what? I already have that one ready to go, and I didn't really want to clean my muzzle loader if I shot one, because those ones aren't the easiest to keep cleaned. And so I just took the uh, 12 gauge Slugmaster out and put it right where it needed to be. How much more kick do you got with a? Uh, I've never shot one. That's what I'm asking. Uh, like compared to, a, a, I've shot a 12 gauge because that's my pheasant gun. Uh, it's just the old Remington 870 Super Mag, and that. I went to that after a 20 gauge, I bought a 20 gauge first, and then now I've got the 12, but going from your, your, uh, three inch bird shot, is there a big noticeable, like, I know we're not going to get into to Aspen's because she's not here, but an 11 year old kid shooting a slug out of a, out of a 12 gauge, I mean, how? Well, the funny part about it is when she shot her deer, she looked around and looked at me and she goes, I never felt it, dad. And well, you know, everybody knows your adrenaline kicks in, and when your adrenaline kicks in, you're you don't feel much pain or anything uh, for the first you know little bit. And she yeah, she did a good job. And so no, the the when you're sitting at the range when I sighted it in, it definitely had more kick. Wasn't uh, a fan of it, but it definitely had the power that it needed to do. So two shells and both deer went down. It's pretty good odds there, two for two. Yeah, we did pretty good this year. All three of us shot one, and we all got all three of them down. So, and what do you, as of right now, what do you have left? I have one bow tag left in um, North Dakota, and I've got a bow tag left in Minnesota for a doe only, because you can only shoot one buck in Minnesota. So, and you're off. You you use your vacation like we've talked about in episodes past. You take the fall. I do. I took 11 days off uh, from work, and that's not including the weekend. So I had 17 and a half days of uh, vacation. So I've got one week left. And that was the entire North Dakota rifle season? Uh, correct. That's a good plan. It's a good way to do it. Yeah. Because especially during the week, you don't run into... At least, well, I don't get... I got to hunt a little bit during the week this week. Uh, I got to get out Thursday, or Wednesday afternoon, uh, Thursday afternoon, and there was... You still see people out there. I don't have a piece of property that I go to, so I, you know, I'm, I'm doing a lot of driving around and, and, and scouting for the weekend, trying to find spots to put ground blinds up, and I've noticed that you don't, and rightfully so, I mean, everybody's working, but you don't see as many people out during the week, which is kind of nice. It's ideal to be out there when, you know, you're kind of, not by yourself, but more spread out. It has been years since I drove around and hunted like that, because I do have the property now, but we were out on Friday looking for one for Nick, and it, I didn't see hardly anybody else. Yeah, during the weekdays, it's definitely different than the weekends. For sure, for sure. So so that kind of catches you up with what you've gotten to do so far, and then we'll get into, towards the end here, we'll get into what we're, what we're going to be doing. Uh, so, Lindsay, you also filled your tag. What, uh, well, you went out by yourself. Was that correct? I did, and it was kind of my idea that I was hoping Jake would go with, and he actually mentioned it before I said something. So, yeah, it kind of worked out real well. I was actually going to drive myself out there uh, because I, I I don't like the dark. I didn't want to walk that field in the dark by myself. You know, you saying that, and Jake, I don't know what you think about this, but for me, I don't. I, I can be called a wimp. I can be called whatever. I, it, I'm I'm not I'm not scared of the dark. I'm scared of what's in the dark. 
and when I'm walking out to my tree stand in the morning, it's a little better during rifle season because I have a gun in my hand, but when I have a bow and I can't see anything, I and it's like as soon as you take those first couple steps up into your stand, I, I just heard this the other day, and I, I've thought about it. It made me think about it. I was like, oh, yeah, he, this guy's right. I don't remember who I heard it from, but uh, there's a TikTok or somebody on a podcast or something, but he said when you walk out there, everybody's nervous about walking out in the dark, especially if you're by yourself. And when it, as soon as like you take your first couple steps up into your stand, it's like you're just relieved that you're finally there, and then you just get to wait for the sun to come up. Maybe oh, I 100% agree with you, Nick. My, my, I actually got bluff charged by a corn the or by a corn by a, uh, a raccoon the other day when I was walking out to my stand. It, I heard it and I looked over and I'm like, "There's no way that's a deer because it's really close to me." And those deer, they he, they're gone before you even see them usually. And this thing was getting closer and closer. And I don't use a flashlight trying to not spook the deer. And I ended up turning my flashlight on it. It had to have been 10 steps away from me. Then turned the flashlight right on it, turned around and ran the other way. It scared the you-know-what out of me. Yeah, we've been having a couple people that have been having trash panda problems this fall. Uh, <laughs> and Jacob is one of them. We were just out at his place uh, um, yesterday or a couple days ago, and we were trying to see some raccoons out to try and kind of thin the herd a little bit, and they ate all the corn, so they weren't there. And there, he has a he has one camera... I'm actually going to pull it up and show you guys. The The listeners won't be able to see this, but I thought this was kind of funny. He sent me, here, I'm going to hand this over. He sent me this picture the other day. That is a uh, buck and looks like at least six coons all sitting in a pile and a picture of a buck. Yeah, That's the, pretty funny. The buck is behind him. Yeah. They're behind him and he can't get to the corn pile because the raccoons are feasting and it's eight versus one. Is that how so many there are? I think there, I think he said eight. Well, because then and Jacob will will he'll he'll have to tell his story when he's on again. But he he actually went out there and uh, he had to swap out the card on his trail camera. Pulled and it was dark. So he went after work and he pulls up and there's a whole bunch of eyeballs staring at him. And then he gets out of his truck, goes and swaps the card, gets back in the truck, shuts the lights off, sits there for five minutes, turns the lights back on, and they're all back out at the corn pile again. They're like fearless, they yeah, they don't really care that you're there. And that one that bluff charged me, I could hear it running through the corn, you know, come right at me. And yeah, I didn't have any fear that I was there and try to turn the lights on it. When I turned the lights on, then he's like, "Oh, I'm out of here." So I kept my light up on the field of that as I was walking in. I'm sure I scared the deer out because I didn't see any that morning. But I'll anyway. admit that I use my light every single time when it's dark. Oh, you know, I got the I got two girls that I was taking out this year and. That was the first thing that they said. We need to have the lights on. Well, I have the infrared ones on for the, for the red lights that uh, go on my lights, uh, my, my headlamps, and I made them turn the red ones on, and they were not happy with me. So, <laughs> yeah, you can't see quite as far. I don't know. Maybe that's a myth that the deer cannot see red very much. But Micah is one that we could talk to about that. He uh, he's been out hunting in blue jeans before, and he Googled it, and deer can see blue. <laughs> that's yeah it's actually kind of funny that you say yeah. that because there are certain colors that the deer can yeah. see you're not supposed to wear yeah Correct. i was reading about that this year yeah um sorry Lindsay, we kind of got off on a little tangent there about being scared of the dark but that's where you we kind of left off as you were you made the call to go out by yourself so you just take it away and tell the rest of your your successful one-shot wonder uh year number three Yes, so it was actually an afternoon hunt, so I was able, uh, Jake and Aspen dropped me off um, in the afternoon, and I walked the field. It's about a 15-minute walk. I clocked it, Um, so that was fine. I was okay walking that. I've been there plenty of times, Um, and I just told Jake, I said, if I don't shoot one, I am not waiting until sundown. I'm walking that field, and when it's light outside, I will call your mom if I have to. Because he wouldn't let me drive my own vehicle out there. Um, so I sat there for probably about two, two and a half hours um, in a blind, uh, which is kind of why I wanted to go by myself because that morning I froze, literally. It was very hard to walk out of the field because my feet hurt so bad uh, with Jake and Aspen. So that's kind of what triggered me going by myself. Um, and Probably about two hours later, I saw a mama with her babies, which is what Jake and I saw the night before. And I'm like, no, I won't shoot them. And Jake's told me, no, you don't shoot those. Um, So whatever. I just let them hang out for a little bit. Then another one came out and 
no babies followed. So I'm like, okay, we're going to try and go after you. Um, she was a little far away and how she was standing, it wasn't kosher enough for me to shoot. Um, and then all of a sudden, as I was keeping an eye on her, um, a bunch of more babies closer to the deer stand. One of them was probably like five feet from the, or not the deer stand, sorry, the blind, uh, was probably about five feet from it and was just staring at me. And I'm like, oh, great. I'm busted. Whatever. It's just not meant to be. Um, and then I think there was like three or four babies. And then another mama, I found out later, came out and no one was following her. So I'm like, okay, you are much closer. You're standing how I want. Your head is facing the right way. Uh, because I can, I, Jake told me if they're facing towards the woods, I wasn't able to shoot because if the deer ran, it would have ran onto somebody else's property. Um, so I had to be careful with that. So she was perfect. I was freezing. I was shaking because I forgot to put my gloves and my coat back on. So I pulled the gun up and she busted me and I'm like, well, it's now or never. And I took the safety off and she definitely heard me. And I just pulled the trigger and maybe 10 feet she ran and fell over. So I was <laughs> definitely shaking with excitement and being cold, and my coat went right on as I'm shaking, texting my husband. Jake called me very shortly after that happened and made the comment that you said that you didn't think that you made a very good shot. No, I thought I shot her from seeing in the binoculars. Again, I'm freezing. I'm freezing and shaking from adrenaline and everything it looked like how the blood was on her it was a gut shot and I'm like well that's not like what I was trying to do um so I think I waited about half hour 45 minutes and then I think Jake when I was talking texting him he's like well go up to it see or whatever and so I looked and I'm like oh yeah that's a for sure gut shot so I waited obviously for Jake and Aspen to come back and uh, Jake does not know this, but I had as many lights on as I could in the blind, and I was definitely watching TikTok pretty loudly. <laughs> so hopefully his big buck that he's he wants. The, Jake's over there just giving him the death glare. He's just yes, at this her. is the first time he's heard that, and he thought I was scared, and I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm just watching TikTok. Um, so yeah, once him and Aspen came, um, it was I had to walk across. Probably have like the lower uh, half of the field by myself, which was fine because I could see Aspen and Jake and I had lights. So it was fine. And then we were looking around and Jake was looking and it ended up being the not a gut shot where I should have shot where I was aiming. So it turned out really well. You guys are having a good season. We are. But, you know, she kind of left out that uh, when she had texted me. We used the word boom to make sure that the uh, we know that a shot was fired. And I told her congratulations. I said, was it a good shot? And like you asked Nick, you talked to me a little bit after that. She says, I don't know. And I'm like thinking to myself, great. You know, she just shot a deer. I have no idea we're where going, it ran. We're going tracking. We're going tracking. And I said, well, do you see it? Well, yeah. That's what she tells me in a text message. I'm like, well, if you see it, is it dead? Well, yeah. Well, that means it's a good shot. What, what, what do you mean it's a bad shot? How do you, I mean, it was the best, it, she just had no idea. I, I didn't know it was laying there and she did, but she tells me that I don't know if I had a good shot on it. He's well, always told me not to shoot in the guts. That's why. But she didn't tell me that it was laying there. She just tells me that she had a bad shot. That was the best part. And it was freaking laying there. So you think at this point, you got a track job to go take care of. Oh, yeah, and I'm colorblind, so I don't uh, see blood very well. <laughs> that's why the whole electrician gig didn't work out. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you find out that? About 10 minutes into our conversation that it was laying there. Oh, <laughs> you talked for 10 minutes before you... In a, in, a, in a text message back and forth about, yeah, and I was I was telling Aspen, because we were hunting, obviously, not too far from her, and I told Aspen we're going to have to leave and, you know, unfortunately ruin our hunt, because if she shot it, I want to try to go, it. Mom. <laughs> I want to she track was it laying during... right in front of me. I could see her. I wanted to track it during the daylight. I didn't want to wait till nighttime. So I'm like, asked when we're going to have to leave. And finally she said yes. And then I'm like, well, do you feel comfortable sitting in the blind till we get there? And she said, yeah. And she kind of explained to me where we were at. I mean, I've hunted this property for several years. So 
I know exactly where she's at, where when you know what she did. And Aspen and I are come over the hill, and I said, "Well, where is she?" And she said, "Well, she's right at the bottom of the hill." And I thought she was like ten feet from the woods. No, 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 no. She was ten feet from where we walked. I literally almost stepped on her. <laughs> I did not see her coming up over that hill, walking down in that uh, corn stubble. And that that picture of that doe was actually up on our Instagram. That was a very good sized doe. Well, the, you know, the funny thing is, is like she was saying that little did she know I had uh, one doe picked out that I wanted off the property because she was very aggressive to the other does. Uh, she actually even run off smaller bucks. And I, the only reason I knew which one she was is because one of her younger um, offsprings is a button buck and the button buck has a uh, tail that is brown instead of white because it's filled with cockleburs. Well, I told her, I said, either, hey, you know, that's, that's the one we want to get off, get out of the herd just through the fact that she's, she's just mean to the other does. She's just very, very crotchety. I had no idea, obviously, which one she shot. Well, I went out there several days later to hunt, and I saw the two uh, younger ones come out, and no mama. So she got the one that I wanted off the property. She got the ornery one. She got the ornery one. She did the one that I wanted. She picked it out. She did everything. I wasn't there. I didn't tell her which one to shoot. And she shot probably one of the biggest doles that we've ever taken. You know, and I've been hunting since 2001 or two, roughly in that area. And I shot my first deer in 03 with a gun. And that's, I think, one of the biggest. So, so far out of our crew with North Bros, I believe we went into season with 11 tags, if that's correct. 11 gun tags, yep. yes. Yep. Yeah, we don't, we're not counting bows. Yep, 11 gun tags. And we went on a streak. We. I'm sorry, Nicholas, there's 12 gun tags because I didn't have Aspen. Oh, so we had 12. We had 12 gun tags. And I don't, I don't know, we could count it out and figure out how many bucks and does, but we, we had 12 tags. Which... 12, 12, 12 deer tags between two states. And we went five days in a row of having somebody be successful and kill one. Yep. And I believe Justin started it off on Friday. He got a, right, it was Friday night. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So Justin got a nice buck on Friday night. Saturday... I think that's up there on Instagram too, isn't it? Yep. 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 It's right after... <clears throat> Excuse me. Right after yours, uh, I got a couple pictures from you from last year, just getting rifle season kicked off, and I, I did yours, and then, and then I believe it's Justin's, and then I believe on Saturday, Lin- Lindsay killed on Saturday, and then Jen was Sunday, mm-hmm. Aspen was Monday, and Jake was Tuesday, and no one's uh, killed since then. But now it's now it's Saturday, going to be Sunday tomorrow, and we don't we don't have any more yet. Nope. We did so. what we did have one other shot fired uh on Friday night. Um pop a shot at one, a pretty big one, but he uh didn't couldn't get it in the scope very well. I don't, I don't know if they told you about that or not, but I did not know that. Yeah, I guess Friday night he had a pretty big buck come by and it was about 80 yards and he could not get it in the scope. And Jared, you've heard him here on the podcast, uh my brother, uh, Nick's uncle, he was helping him out and uh yeah, he pulled the trigger and it was not what uh he was expecting because it was a definitely a little fast that dang gas station over there they've got really really good breakfast sandwiches and we've got that group text message going on and i think it was at, what eight thirty this morning papa wanted to to get out of there and go have a breakfast sandwich <laughs> yeah yep because justin picked them up yep picked up the sandwiches and brought them over and, and it was justin's like breakfast sandwiches and then papa's like yep time to go yeah yeah papa left her really he, he got a little chilled and today was a beautiful day though it was a nice and papa is jake justin jared and josh's dad merlin i don't think we've mentioned him on the podcast yet so just just so people know who papa is yeah, not Papa Josh. Not Papa Josh. <laughs> Papa Merlin. Yeah. So no, it's been a good, been a good season so far. We're uh, about halfway through the gun season, though, like Nick had said. So we've got uh, a little bit left. Uh, but Nick, tell me a little bit about your uh, situation today. Uh, I got a little bit of a, a a glimpse of it, but I'm kind of excited to hear it. Uh, I'm really glad you put two beers in front of me. <laughs> and by the way, we drink the good stuff here at. Uh, the uh, Casa Libido. I was never good at reading, but I don't think that says Bush Light. No, it doesn't. It's got the mountains <laughs> on there, so that's the best part. Oh, 
me and Donkey. Donkey called into the podcast last week. He hasn't actually been here in person yet, but it's been tough. That's that's a good way to uh, to start it off. Um, I keep a log in my phone of when we go out, who we go out with, or who I go out with, um, where we go, what I'm hunting, and what I've seen. Keep track of the temperature, the wind. And I added it up when we got back to town today. As I said earlier, we don't have a piece of property that we go to, which we know going into season. Um, so we do, like I said, a lot of driving around, a lot of looking for, for unposted stuff. And we ended up going, um, we've been all over uh, this unit that we're in. We've been south, we've been north, we've been east, we've been west. And we have seen 92 deer since rifle season started. And I don't know if I, did I tell you this part in the story earlier? Out of those 92 deer, four of them, four of them yep. have been on public And land. that was opening day. And that was opening day. Yep. So today we were out driving and we went this morning and we've walked a couple little spots, but uh, we went down to one section of uh, uh, public land that's a little uh, south central of our unit. And it's not a very big area. And... We drove through there, and we saw, we counted 17 pickups back in that one. And you know where I'm talking about. I'm not going to drop the name of it, but. Yeah, you took me there on um, Friday. Yes, we drove that exact spot. And we saw, what, one truck? One or two. Yep, and, and there yeah. wasn't a lot of tracks in there from the tire marks. For, you know, and when we were down in there, um, it had just snowed. So it didn't look like it had been hit. But, again, that's what we talked about earlier when you're there at the, during the weekdays, there's not a lot of traffic Any, anywhere you go because no. people are weekend warriors. Yep, and and that's uh, that's why it's nice to get out during the week. I should I should well I told Jake earlier. I said I'm I'm never I'm as after the day today I'm just I'm ready to go to bed. I I made a comment earlier to Jake. I was like I'm never gonna apply for a tag in this unit again. Yeah, let's hear let's hear about this though. I I kind of I got a little bit of it, but I want to hear the rest of it. Well, so up until today, we haven't really had any issues uh, and, and today wasn't an issue at all and and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna drop names i'm not gonna drop where i was anything like that so we were uh driving down the road it's about 3 30 in the afternoon and there's a cornfield to our left hand side as we're driving down the road and it's it's quite a lot of rolling hills down in this area that we're at and we start you know, we're just driving, and, and, and Sean actually saw him. He, he looked over to the left, and there was one little break in the hill where you could see through down to the, the low part of this field. And there are there's one deer laying down and seven standing up. And I didn't see him. And Sean didn't get a very good look. He's like, hey, back up a second. Let's, let's take a look at that. So we, we backed up a little bit, and... Uh, I, I was telling Jake earlier, I, I think it was probably the biggest, but and this is not an exaggeration at all, it, it was probably the biggest buck that I have seen, not not like, like what you guys have, have shoulder mounted and stuff, but like in person myself, and you could, he was, we ranged them where they were laying, 450 yards from the road that we were sitting on, you could see the outline of his rack without any binoculars, rangefinder, anything. And that's a big deer. If you can see him at that range, I mean, granted, you probably couldn't pick out exactly how many tines he had, but no, and you, could see his, you could see his frame. I mean, if you can see his frame at 400-plus yards, that's a big deer. Yeah, and he, he was laying there, and we ended up pulling the binos out and looked at him, and he was, a like Jake said, we couldn't really, even with the binos, it was tough to see. I mean, he was turning his head. He Because they, they found us, or they, they saw us when we stopped. Because we were opening the doors, we were uh, standing up on the on the running boards of the pickup just to get a little bit higher to see if we could look down in there and get a get a better view at them. And the the land that they were on was electronically posted. That's a new thing in North Dakota. They they, they might have started it last year, but this is the first full swing that they've taken at it. And on Onyx, for those of you that use that, it, it has all of the um, all of the areas that they're, they're shaded in red. And it, if you click on it, it has the landowner's information on it. And uh, so I clicked on it, and I actually knew uh, 
another one of my uncles has the same. Well, not really my uncle, but Gary. Kind of, kind of. He's been really close to us ever since we were little. I texted him and asked if he knew the guy, and he said yes. And as I'm trying to get his information from him, they stand up and they start running. And I'm like, all right, well, thanks for. It. He got back to me. He was sitting in the blind, so he was texting back right away. So I was like, all right, well, never mind. I don't, I don't need any more. They, they ran away, and they ended up running to the south. So we turned around, got on the crossroad or the the road just behind us that we had just turned off of. Excuse me. We got turned around, got on the road that we had just turned off of, and started driving south. And we were we were kind of following them. And as we're watching them, I'm looking at Onyx to see where the property line is, and they cross the line. And the area where they crossed over, there is a, it, it's kind of a weird little angle. I'll show you after the podcast here where they were, but the, it was kind of like a weird angle where they had left the property we first found them on. Now they're on a new property, but if they keep going the direction they're going, they're, they're, uh, they're going to get off of this next piece and go on another electronically posted piece this piece that they were on there was a group of trees and they ended up running we watched them go into these trees and it was it was a, a little bowl pocket of trees in a in a plowed field kind of like the one that you and i walked back to um, yeah yep i know what you're talking about so it was something kind of like that and, and we get up to the property line and there's no post sign and we're like this is awesome this is this is gold. We have a potential to both, if if all the cards and stars line up, we have a potential to both be done. Like it, it it's gonna happen. Like we we got them pinned down where they are. We let them go in. They bedded down. We watched them lay down, and uh, we keep driving on the road. And I'm I'm trying to start coming up with a game plan on how we're gonna get back in there. How we're gonna walk through this hilly field and get get close enough to get a because the, the, these trees they're probably Oh, I don't know, probably 600 yards off the road. So a little bit farther than they were when we first saw them, but we could still, they were, they were skylined when they were running and we watched them go in. And so I'm going to go up and check the, the other corner. And this is, this is going to lead me into to my next thing. And I want your thoughts on it too. But I go up to the next corner and look, no posted sign. I'm like, this is, this is perfect. Like we're gonna get in here. We're gonna like the, the, we're gonna we're gonna try. We're gonna get in here and ha- actually have a, our first real shot at at getting at least one down. And I could drive up to the uh, the grass road that runs down in there. There is a white milk jug sitting on the ground that says "No hunting." Not a posted sign. A white milk jug that says "No hunting." So, look at Onyx figure out who the landowners are they're right across the road so i'm like okay well it says no hunting it's not a legal and i know what the I, people are like oh you why would you even think of that like that's not right and i'm like I, I i wasn't i wasn't thinking about going past it but i i did look at onyx and i know these deer are in here and i go over and i i knock on the door and they answer and i was like hello do you do you own the land on the other side of the road here yep all right. Well, I uh, I'm deer hunting. Obviously, I'm wearing all my orange, and I was I, I just watched a, a handful of deer run over and bed down in some trees over there, and I was just wondering if I could go out there and just see see if I could end up getting one. Nope. Middle anybody out there? Goodbye. Shut the door. I'm like, okay. All right. But, like I understand. I'm I'm not I'm not saying like oh just because you ask you should be able to go out there, but I mean. Yeah, I don't know. That's just it was. I talked to you shortly after, and I was I was pretty fired up. Hey, yeah, you were pretty livid on that one, you know. And the way the proclamation writes in uh, North Dakota is, I've actually got it pulled up right here. It's four hundred every four hundred yards. Eight hundred. Eight hundred yards. Okay, so it's every eight hundred yards you have to have a posted sign. After every corner of the property, you have to have a posted sign. And it doesn't matter if it's a milk jug, doesn't matter where it's at or, or how they have it, but they have to have all the corners posted. In the going with a game warden or judge or anything, could you have fought that in the court of law? Yes. Would you have won 
that's all up to the judge at that time of the uh, day if he's in a good mood and or not. Ju- just to clarify, I was not going to drive back in there. No, that's... but it's wrong because these these landowners and, and, and Nick, you know, we could talk about this for a whole other podcast for, for hours. Um, well, before we, let me read what this says here. I got it. I got it pulled up on the Game and yep. Fish website. <clears throat> and it says physical posting. Signs must be placed alongside the public highway or the land giving notice that hunting is not permitted on the land. Okay, they had a they had a jug there that said no hunting. Not a not a real posted sign, but it doesn't have to be a real posted sign. Signs must be readable from the outside of the land. Yeah, it was. I I could see it from the gravel road. But here's the the name of the person posting the land must appear on each sign in legible characters. There was no name. And, and that's where it gets it gets hairy. It all depends on what the judge would would uh, go off of that, and I, and that's where this new electronic posting thing is, where Nick had brought up earlier. In North Dakota just started, and I'm not a fan of it because some land you have some land landowners don't know how to use the technology, and some landowners do. Well, you don't know if it's posted or not unless you have Onyx. Well, what if people don't have Onyx? What if they don't have a phone? And now it's not posted properly, and either the state either needs to go strictly to a no trespassing state. Or it needs to go back to the old, where you don't have, you can't hunt it unless there's a posted sign there, and it has to be done properly, in my opinion. But so, I did you say you don't like the electronic? I don't. So I do. I disagree with you on that. I do like the electronic, but I think the the last part on here. So somebody had said a while ago. Did you ever hear the rumor about them switching it so you only needed one posted sign on the property? Never heard that yet. You never heard that? I heard that no. a couple of years ago, or last year, maybe even. Somebody had said that it went into effect. And that's why a lot of the land that we've been seeing only has one posted sign. So I don't know if that was a proposed rule that they wanted to make or, or what, what it was. But anyway, it says down here on the, the last point on here, well, 880 yards is as far apart as they can be. And then on the last one, it says, if, it, if the land is entirely enclosed by a fence or other enclosure... Posting signs, if, if you have one gate to get in, you need one sign. So you cannot, I actually looked up the sentry code. This is how mad I was earlier. I looked up this, my dad and I, I called him and I was asking him, and he actually pulled up the sentry code. It It's kind of clear, but not really clear. What it, what it calls out is you can't hop over a fence. So if they have a fence, you obviously can't oh, jump yeah, the fence. Yeah, my fat butt can't hop over a fence. I'm too I'm too heavy for that. You get stuck in the the barbed wire, be hanging there after you <laughs> taken down. <laughs> but yeah, so one one sign for a fence, which okay I understand that. And again, I'm not I'm not sitting here saying oh I should have been able to get on there. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is I've been you know and I'm not the only one. There's tons of other people that are doing the same thing. I'm they're road hunting. They're looking for places to go, and with this electronic posting thing. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. The The Game and Fish actually gave... You and I didn't get it because we pay for it yearly. But you actually got a subscription to Onyx when you bought your tag. When you bought what tag? Your your do tag. Oh, it, you do? Yep. When like it, it, it says... I don't remember where I saw it, but after I uh, after I bought my tag online, it, it had a little memo there saying that uh, you have a one-year free subscription... And I don't know, maybe they just did that this year because it's new. Oh, it could be because it's the, the new electronic posting, you know, that's why I said I was frustrated with it because who doesn't have it? That could be reason, yeah. Right. And I like that because it, it highlights it red. You can clearly see it. You don't got to drive around the whole thing looking for a posted sign. But, you know, the the, 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 the people out there that, that don't post all four corners or don't actually put the posted signs up where you know, every 800 yards or, and there's some guys that do and the guys that do it. Thanks. Thank you for doing it that way. Like they don't want you on there and you know that they don't want you on there because you know, the, the power poles are a great example. You'll drive down the road and like every other, well, maybe every three power poles, there's a no trespassing sign, no hunting sign. And that's why they came up with North Dakota. I mean, like I said, we could talk about this for hours, but that's why they came up with it in, um, the, uh, the electronic posting for the people out west for all the cattle ranchers they're the ones who don't want to have to go and post their stuff because they have so much land correct you know and so and, I, 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 and I get it but that that's you know that's a big thing for out west you know it's not a 
a lot of land out there and there's a lot of deer so and like i said earlier i'm not i i I don't think that just because you ask to get on a piece that you should be able to get on it like that's not that's not like no that's not like if i think of it as if i had my own land and i had it posted and somebody came and asked nicely i'm sorry man like i'm no like i have it posted for a reason i don't have it posted just because i'm a grinch and i don't like hunting and no you're not touching my land i have it posted because i'm hunting it my family's hunting it my somebody is hunting it but i would give a better explanation than "Mm, no goodbye like that just i don't know that i didn't like that yeah which and i understand i mean they probably have people come ask all the time and i mean probably after the seventh time your doorbell rings in a day you're like okay no you know gonna be a sign on the door that says no you can't hunt (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so that's kind of how my season's going um been seeing lots of deer there's lots of deer out there it's just it's tough to get them they're, they're smart they're not dumb they they know that they got to uh is that your i think the mics probably picked that up i have no idea but that, that my kids aren't dying don't worry i i heard it through my headphones so i'm the one with headphones on and i could hear it through my headphones <laughs> yeah no, don't worry my, my, my kids are okay they're in there uh being supervised by the dog and cats <laughs> so yeah, I guess that's uh, that pretty much catches me up. We're going to get after it again tomorrow. Uh, oh, oh, I, I did leave one part out. The cherry on top of today after all of the, you know, posted signs that I've seen, all the, you know, just all the deer I've seen running where I can't get a shot. My cell cam goes off at 3.30. And I see the notification come across my phone, and I'm like, nope. Nope, I don't, I'm, I don't even... Like I'm thinking, oh, it's a it's a blue jay, it's a it's a bird, it's something flying by. There's there's a there's a branch in front of it that the birds come and they sit on it. Nope. I'm gonna pull it up right here. I've never shot a deer with my bow before, so this is like I would have shot this deer. He's a looks like he's a little, I don't know, he's a decent size four by four. Maybe he's got five. Yeah, I think he's a, a basket rack four by four. But I would I would have shot him hands down, and he was he was twenty yards in front of my stand at two fifty five this afternoon. Would and you I, have been in your stand at that time, though, buddy? Yeah, when it gets dark at when it gets dark at five. Where do you sit for two and a half, three hours? Uh the longest that I go, depending on the temperature. Uh, I've sat for three and a half. My, my, my morning hunts are four hours usually because I sit an hour in the dark and sit three hours in the daylight. And then my afternoons are usually two and a half to three hours. Yep. The longest that I've gone is three and a half, but okay. and before the time change, then absolutely not. I'm not going to go out to my stand at two o'clock, but I'll, no. I'll get out to my stand at, you know, it gets dark at six thirty. So it starts at seven and then starts going down. Yep. So I'll get out there. I'd, I'd like to be leaving town at about three which puts me there at three twenty, three thirty. Mm-hmm. And then I sit till yeah, so about three, three and a half hours. But today I don't know. I mean, now that rifle season's going on and once it gets done here I'm 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 running out of time. Because you know it's right around the corner. Yeah, something that's called fishing that you do. I love ice fishing. I'm I've been good so far. I haven't really thought about it, but the the pond that's by my apartment is almost completely iced over. So now I... What's that look for? You can't fish in a pond in the middle of town. No, but it still freezes and gets ice on it. <laughs> you still can fish in the middle of town. I don't fish in the middle of town. I would but... love to see a news story come across. Man fishing in pond in the middle of town. <laughs> you know, this got brought up last year. Uh, a couple of my buddies, they, uh, they're brothers, uh, Nate and Nick. I think we've mentioned them before. They haven't been on yet, but... Uh, they, uh, Nick has a couple kids and they come to town and hang out and whatnot. And they've, they thought that it would be hilarious because some of those ponds, they shovel them off so the kids can ice skate and stuff. They thought it'd be funny not to actually fish. And they have fished them before. There are fish in them. They're, they're meant for the kids to fish. So they have taken them fishing in there before, but they thought it'd be fun to go to one with like a plowed out rink and drag their ice houses around. And just go like right into the middle of the ice rink and set their ice house up. Not not drill holes or anything like that, but just to get the reactions of people. I think that'd be awesome. That would be hilarious because the people up here love their hockey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hockey season's in full swing now, too. Oh, yeah. Can you please do that? I would love to see that news story come across. 
that actually, that would make my day. I've actually thought about doing it back in our hometown there, because uh, they have one that they plow completely off, and and they they actually have a have an actual ice rink down there, and can you imagine some dude dragging his ice house out to the middle of the hockey rink? Like, before all the kids get there, like, go, like, early in the afternoon. Isn't that where your mom and dad got married? You're talking about that area? Uh, close, yes. Close, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That would be hilarious. That's right in the middle of town. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, you would never, you would never actually drill a hole in a, in a, in a skating rink pond. Oh, I mean, just break a couple ankles. You'd be all right. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a lawsuit. <laughs> so we, yeah, that, but to answer your question. I I if I wasn't in my stand after seeing that picture, you're dang right I'm gonna be in my stand by two o'clock. I hope you're gonna be in your stand uh, starting next. Or you know, we gotta get you a deer. Once we get you a deer, you better start being back out in your stand and don't be a baby because it's cold. I will not be a baby because it's cold, but I I refuse to go out during rifle season because I do not want to wear orange in my stand. That is true. I will, I will agree with you on that. And it's not because I'm worried about the deer seeing me. It's because I'm worried about. Some schmuck driving down the highway that looks out there and goes, ah, there's a tree stand out there. And then I leave and I come back and my stand's gone. Yes, I agree. So, you, you can't trust anybody these days. No. But that's pretty much a wrap-up of what I've got going on. Uh, let's do a round table. Lindsay, you only had the one tag. You don't bow hunt or nothing, do you? I do not bow hunt. I do not have time or interest in bow hunting. Ouch. I, 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 well, I say she says that, but she'll get there because when I first uh, started dating her, she had no interest in uh, deer hunting, and now she's uh, the three-shot wonder. So she, how long can you keep that going? As long as I get a deer tag, I'll keep it going. Ooh, that's well, confidence. That's a lot of confidence right there. Wow. Well, I, uh, needless to say, she doesn't know that I'm going to start applying for her out west. So, if you can do it out there consecutively. Man. Well, the problem is out west, you don't get a deer tag for every seven years. I'm going on six points for out west. So no, but if you if you do, you don't have to count the years you don't get a tag. But oh. if you get a tag and you go out there, I've never been out there, but you've been out there, and you've been out there and not been successful with bow. Yes, I've never been out there with a gun. Uh, well, last year I was out there with a gun and I had one shot, 402 yards, ranged him up, and I thought I missed him. And I was very disappointed, and I pulled up the binoculars just to watch him run away, and then he fell over. Nice. I was pretty excited about that. So technically, yes, I am a one-shot wonder out there. When I went out to Montana in 19, I shot one shell, dropped him. So And it is doable. I'm not saying I, it's I am, not. I'm technically two for two out west of the uh, the Mississippi or the Little Missouri. So I'm not saying it's not possible, but I'm just saying if you can consecutively do that year after year, and you get one, you go out there one time. And you hunt for one day and you fire one shot. Is that luck or is that skill or is that a combination of both? Well, I haven't. And Lindsay hasn't done that. She's done it where she's just. She's been hunting and every single year she's shot one shot. No, that's what I'm saying though. Because mm. so she said that when you get. When she gets the out west tag, she'll just go do it out there. My problem is I, I don't camp. So he has to realize that I need like a holiday in or something to stay in in the evenings glamping she's exactly. not she's not that prissy guys don't don't let her fool you <laughs> no but for real i'm too afraid an animal is gonna come eat me in the middle of the night and i freeze way too easily i can sit here and tell you stories but one night i ended up calling her when i was out west and uh, my tent froze that was a very interesting night uh, i ended up having to go into town and stay at a uh, hotel just to clarify where she knew where i was at so she was wondering why my uh, why there was a credit card being used at American, and I had so I had to call her, and she was calling me a baby, and I'm like, well, yeah, my tent just froze. Yeah, we got pouring rain, and then it dropped below freezing and froze my tent. I literally had to cut the tent to get out. That was not fun. That that was a miserable trip. I saw deer, but I was with a bow, so it froze to the ground. No, the zippers all froze. Well, the zippers froze. Everything froze. So I you were stuck in the tent. I was stuck inside <laughs> the tent at four in the morning, and yeah, I couldn't get out. So I ended up having to cut the tent, and I called her and explained to her that I was going to a hotel that night because I had no tent anymore. <laughs> like I said, I had many, many stories uh, we could share, So, but that was a pretty good one out west. We'll have to get you and Jared on because you guys have been out west the most. 
out of the people that we usually have on the the podcast. And we'll yeah, I shot a... two deer out west, one in Montana and one in North Dakota. And I think Jared, he shot one buck out west. Yes, he's had several tags out there though. I know he shot two bucks. He shot a white tail and a muley. He said, "Same with me. I shot a white tail and a muley." So yeah, we we're we're the same. That'd be fun. That'd be a fun episode. We got we got a lot of a lot of different episodes that we're gonna have coming down the pipe here. Uh, some gear uh, episodes. Uh, we might actually do. We've been talking about doing a video podcast, and I think a gear breakdown of everybody brings in their packs and everybody takes turns going through their pack, and uh, you can go through kind of what we have, why we have it, do we use it, do we believe in it? You know, there's tons of stuff that we're gonna have coming down the, the pipe here. Uh, won't be long, and we'll be switching to ice fishing. I'm I'm doing the the fist bumps here. I'm, yeah, I can't, I'm excited. And he's getting a look from me like I he's crazy. I'm not a nice fisherman, but he's gonna try to make me into one this year. Yeah, you actually said that you wanted me to get you out this year. I would like to learn. I I would. I would. Lindsay's over there like, yeah, that sounds expensive. You can skip me for asking. I will respectfully decline. She didn't even say anything about the expensive part, so that's no, good. She didn't. Yeah, no. you're good. Yeah, got plenty like of room that. in here. You could hang the house up. All right. We'll work on it. Well, you guys got anything? <laughs> Lindsay, first time podcast. What do you think? It's definitely an experience, but it was fun. Thanks for having me. It's actually the first female guest that we've had on the podcast. Woohoo! <laughs> I'd press the little applause button on the, the mixer here, but I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Still getting used to all this new equipment. Jake, you got anything to close out with? No, I just uh, I hope everybody's out there having a good, safe season, and you guys are uh, shooting straight. Definitely been a tough season for a lot of people. So um, with, with this weather, just keep keep going at it. That's all I got to say. Anybody who's out there hunting, you may not see it. The rut has happened. Uh, it's going on right now. And, you know, and, and anybody who is a, a hunter knows it. Uh, they're they're probably in lockdown right now. From what I've been seeing, I haven't seen a couple bucks. Um, you know, big bucks running around right now so i do believe they're in lockdown you know like nicholas said it is the 12th of uh uh november so we're right into the thick of this you know so i think it's going to get pretty good here you know, in the next couple coming coming weeks and we've we've got some time left it's uh rifle season minnesota closes tomorrow so by the time this airs uh, minnesota will be done north dakota will have a few days left the orange army will be gone Yep, next Sunday. And I'm, I'm honestly kind of looking forward to it. I haven't filled my tag yet, but I'm ready to get back into the tree stand. I've been out of it for about three weeks now and uh, ready to get back out there. So that's going to do it for this time. Till next time, we'll get back to you.